very vital for us to remember what Jesus went through and that he fully submitted. My favorite line in this passage was when the soldiers were knocked back. You just see like Jesus just really stepping forward in authority and complete humility by laying his life down and just handing himself over to man. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Digging Deeper. This is episode nine and we're here with Pastor Brett Thomas. Brett, thank Hello. you so much for being here today. Uh, we just want to do a quick recap of your sermon. And this is a fun recap because our recap today comes not from our pastor, but from one of our congregants. Uh, our youth pastor received this note from one of uh, the young adults at service on Sunday. And here was her recap. So she said, zombies, beauty and the beast, nothing good happens after midnight, we can't stand God, cut off people's ears, Christian rappers, John drops names, Peter had a long night, can I get a witness, nobody's perfect, Hannah Montana, and pray that God gives us superpowers. I feel like that is just a really good recap. Yeah, I guess I should have worked in um, Hannah Montana somewhere in there. But somehow she made it in there without me even saying her name. So she just does seem to show up. Yeah, in, in just randomly. Yeah. Uh, so we normally with with these episodes <clears throat> we try and dig into. Was there anything from your sermon prep time that you you either weren't able to cover because it wasn't close enough to the main topic or something you would have spent more time on? Was there anything like that from from your prep time? Yeah, I think specifically with this passage, it's. Um, for me, first it was challenging because it's it's really the first instance where we see in John's gospel where we're really confronted with our role in the crucifixion, right? It's, it's where Jesus is getting arrested, so it's where things start to get bad for Jesus, where everything starts that he's been telling his disciples are going to happen. We start to see it happening. So for me, it was challenging because... Um, all of us, I think, not just myself, but we like to think about God's forgiveness and his mercy and his love and who we are and our identity in that and to live into that. And so this was a, this is the beginning in John's gospel where you see like, oh, we're confronted with our shortcomings because this is happening because we're sinners and we've fallen short and Jesus is willingly laying down his life. This is where we start to see the violence against him occur with the soldiers showing up at the garden, with him coming forward and in absolute authority, still laying his life down and surrendering to man, the son of man surrendering to man, Jesus, our Lord, surrendering to us. And so there's, and going back, there's a lot of connections here back to different parts in John, even in the Old Testament and things that come where you could go in many different directions. You could just spend weeks just on this chapter talking about the different prophecies that are fulfilled and things of that nature. So um, yeah, there was a lot that got cut out that we could go into deeper for sure. Yeah, that was one of the things I really enjoyed about your sermon was it was, it seemed like every time you'd get to a new line and it's like, but wait, this calls back to this from the Old Testament or this calls back to what he'd said just a couple of weeks ago. There's there's all of this going on that on the surface, it just seems like, okay, this is, the game has started. You know, this is where, mm -hmm. like you said, this is the, the escalation of violence against Jesus. Um, it feels like the start of the final chapter, but there's so much more than just 
an encounter in the garden. There's there's a lot of things at play and and references that are being made throughout um, this chapter. Yeah, absolutely. And also, um, just talking about that specifically, it's it's also sometimes more challenging when you're really narrating an account where previously we see in the upper room and even in the miracles, Jesus um, teaching and explaining, um, I don't want to say concepts, but heavenly truths that we're able to dive into and really dissect. Where here, it's more of a, see, Jesus said this was going to happen. This is connected to this. There's less of that in this and to come because it's really a narration of what Jesus went through. Um, So there are callbacks and throwbacks to what Jesus was saying and told his disciples, but there's less of the like concepts that Jesus is, and concepts isn't even the right word, uh, truth that he's proclaiming and teaching the disciples to really dive into is just, here's what happened, this is what happened. So in that sense, it's a little bit more challenging as well. Um, But all that said, um, I think it's very vital for us to remember what Jesus went through and that he fully submitted. Like we even see, um, my favorite line in this passage was when the soldiers were knocked back, when they fell back uh, to the ground and you just see like Jesus just really stepping forward in authority and complete humility by laying his life down and just handing himself over to man, where you can see that dynamic really of Jesus's whole earthly life of of coming from heaven to become a man, laying down his divinity to become a man, to go through all the suffering that we go through, he faces well, every temptation he faces well, Mm -hmm. to really see that all come together in this moment and in the chapters uh, after it, shows us again, nobody took Jesus' life from him, he laid it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really, I really found that, that aspect of your talk interesting as well, the the whole going into the numbers of how many guards were there, um, them being knocked back and, and the shock that you get. It's not a normal, it's not often discussed. It's normally this is, you know, it's dealing much more with like Jesus and Judas or, or mm-hmm. the priests or other aspects. Um, but I think for you and I as veterans, there's always an interesting like, let me dig into this military thing just a little bit because we find it interesting. Mm-hmm. And so to... To look at the numbers and think about like just hindsight swings when you look back and it's like we know that Jesus is not a violent person and no matter how many soldiers had shown up he wouldn't have committed violence against mm-hmm. whatever soldiers show up but thinking about it from the perspective of those um, the Jewish leaders at the time and then the the military commanders of you know, you're, you're walking in a situation where there's this guy who's claiming all these crazy things. Mm-hmm. We're hearing people say that he's doing some impossible stuff. Like, you, you have to go into the situation expecting something weird could happen. Yeah. And there's this, I got this crazy picture when you were talking about, it was like 200 guys, you know, rolling up into the garden to arrest this incredibly peaceful person, you know, mm-hmm. a Gandhi-esque figure of, um, like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to fight this. Like I'm right. willingly surrendering to what's happening. And, mm-hmm. and he even going to say, like, Jesus calls himself out. He's like, who are you here for? Jesus of Nazareth. That's me. Like I am he. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just really interesting to hear your perspective and 
um, to some, hear some of those background details about mm -hmm. some of the military stuff related to that. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also, um, I, I try to do that um, when I read scripture is try to put myself in the position of the uh, people in those accounts, right? What was transpiring, what was happening? And I'll also think about how would I react, right? Maybe some moment in my life is similar, obviously not the same in this case, but how would I react if things were similar, mm -hmm. right? If, if I was Peter in that moment and all these soldiers are coming at night and also all of this is that's happening is it's an illegal trial being dressed up to make it look legal. So we're going to see as uh, Pastor Nick preaches on Sunday, talk more about that, about what's to come with the trial and crucifixion. But to be one of the soldiers, to be Peter and to like put ourselves in their shoes and how we would react and just to really kind of set the scene of what's happening. Because many times we can read scripture and just A plus B equals C and not understand what characters are going through or emotions that might be occurring, not to justify their actions, but to really just humanize it and make it real for us, mm -hmm. as opposed to just these theories or stories. Like these are accounts of what actually happened. Like mm -hmm. I believe, and as Christians, we believe that this actually happened. And there's historical evidence, there's all of this evidence that this actually happened, that Jesus was a real person, did do these things, did perform these things, did have these disciples, was put on trial, was crucified. All these things have been proven historically. So to go back and read the account and to say, what would it be like if I was Peter and I had been following Jesus around for years and I've seen him raise people from the dead, change water into wine, do all of these amazing miracles. And now these soldiers are coming to take them. Yeah, I'd probably lash out in violence too. Like yeah. that's not a big leap. And then, and then to be rebuked by Jesus, like that would be crushing. And then you're following him and everybody's scattered and you're following him as he's arrested. Yeah, that would give you fear. That would cause you to be like, uh, I don't know what's happening anymore. I did my best to try to protect him, and I don't know what to do. No, I don't know him. Mm -hmm. Not saying it's okay to deny Jesus, but right. like, if you're able to put yourself in Peter's shoes, mm -hmm. you're able to see kind of what transpired a little bit better. Yeah, there's definitely seems to be like some shock in this, like a lot of really crazy things have just transpired and just like you said in your sermon this was a really long delicious delicious fake grapes <laughs> this was a really long night and as, as somebody yeah. who's, who's had some long nights and some rough days like you make bad choices really quickly on lack of sleep when you're afraid when you know you're I, under I, stress I, under stress yeah. exactly like you know he must have been imagining like what's going to happen now like mm -hmm. you had to get some sort of context of like an arrest like this doesn't happen and jesus is going to walk away from this without something happening like there had to be a really deep fear and, and there's the shock of all of this and mm -hmm. lack of sleep so you're right it doesn't make it okay but it humanizes it. and and one of the things you said in your sermon was you know we're, we're the same as those when, when you talked about the Jewish leaders or the Israelites, like, you know, Moses leaves for 30 seconds and then they build the golden calf. Like, what are mm -hmm. you guys doing? Like, he just brought you out. Like, this, like how can you make yeah. these mistakes? And so mm -hmm. 
it puts you right into that of like we do the same thing today and you talked a bit about that in your mm-hmm. sermon as well of um yeah where it's just like you put you're like are you kidding me why would you do that sometimes when you read scripture you're like why would you do that like you just saw the red sea part why would you make a golden calf like that just happened yeah like i mean not moments later but it's like but we do that too where we have an amazing encounter with god and then a week later 10 days later six months later we forget about it through the stream of life and we just like oh yeah well i guess we fall back in old habits or do things we're not supposed to and it just causes causes us to take a step back and remember our role who we are and also like to relate to them better and i think when you relate better to the uh the people in these accounts i always try not to say characters and story because then it sounds like a storybook but the people in these accounts when we're able mm-hmm. to relate to them you're able to understand the lessons more mm-hmm. and you're able to really internalize and learn from the accounts in scripture as opposed to just them being a story in a storybook yeah yeah well and i i feel like that that helps add to the impact of the accounts as well um because it can be like when, when you've been a Christian for several years or you grew up in church and mm-hmm. you've heard these stories over and over and over again, it starts to feel very cut and dry. Like this is what happened and then there's this. And so when you when you take this perspective of like, what was this individual going through in this moment? What what emotions were they feeling? What what type of stress? What were the circumstances? Mm-hmm. It, it adds a weight back to it that it, had, it that it would have had originally. Like can you imagine like, these stories just coming out, you know, like on social media, if we were just finding out through Twitter, like, hey, Jesus was just arrested. Hey, they're taking him to this crazy place. And we're, if we put ourselves in the situation, mm-hmm. it creates a realness to it. And it would have been the same type of thing, same type of feeling at the time. Um, mm-hmm. These things are all happening. This is all really intense. This yeah. is um, a, a man that you love, who you call Lord, about to have something really bad and you don't even know like how bad it's yeah. about to get. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm sure even the disciples at the time, like you don't know what they were thinking exactly, but you yeah. can imagine some of them were thinking the worst, but you know, what is the worst? Right. Can it get worse than that? Yeah, exactly. Um, and any of them have predicted like, oh yeah, Jesus just got arrested. He's probably gonna go get crucified. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and it, any of them would have been prepared for that. Yeah, absolutely. And it shows this this uh, dynamic between man and God when we feel like something in our lives is getting out of control. We try to take control of it as we see Peter in the garden, like cutting off the ear. Like he fell out of control. And I can understand a little bit from Peter's perspective, if you're there and Jesus just like, yep, I'm him. Just come and take me like, wait a second. Like, I saw you raise somebody from the dead. You could just, and I just saw you knock everyone down by speaking. Like, you don't have to go with them. Yeah. Like, so that shows kind of us as man trying to take control of the situation and react out of fear instead of trusting that even though we can't see everything that God's doing, even though we can't see the finish line, we going back to the disciples didn't know that, Jesus was going to be crucified and die and rise again, even though Jesus had been telling them they hadn't figured that out yet. And to then when we're in that place in life, when we can't see what's going on, we can't see everything that God's doing because we don't have the perspective, we can 
learn from this to not give in to fear and react the way we think we should mm-hmm. and trust God and turn to God and be like, God, what are you, what are you calling me to do in this role? Am I just supposed to stand by and let this happen because I trust Jesus knows what he's doing and he's in control? Or am I going to react out of fear and try to take control of the situation? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those, we can really relate to these stories on a deeper level than we understand. And we can relate to the people that went through this. And the reason they're written down, as John says, like the reason he wrote the gospel is so that we might believe, so that we would believe in Jesus and who he is. And that's the whole point of all of this, is that we get closer to Jesus through this. It's not to, as we see in this account, like that that shame (coughs) of, oh, this is happening because... I'm a sinner and Jesus is laying his life down for me. It becomes, no, I believe in you and I'm going to follow you. That's really powerful. <coughs> um, Sorry. No, you're good. This is great stuff. And thank you so much, Brett, for sitting down with us today. Uh, and thank you guys for tuning in again. Uh, if you want to go check out some of the other episodes, you can always go to our website, www.fbclovis.com forward slash sermons and find the Digging Deeper episodes. Uh, You can also search on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and a few other more obscure podcast places. And if you just search like FB Clovis, you can usually find us uh, somewhere in the mix of all the other Digging Deeper episodes. So once again, thank you, Brett, for being here with us today. And have a great week.